Hey, my name is Russ, and you're listening to the Russ Rants Podcast. It's a show about a lot of nothing, and yet a whole lot of something at the same time. It could be about what generally infuriates me, current events, or just whatever comes to the top of my head. Either way, I am excited that you're here with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get on to the rant. Happy Russ Rants Podcast Day to whomever is listening to this podcast on this day. That's my intro. Welcome to another episode of the Russ Rants Podcast. My name is Russ. I'm your host, and I am so stoked because we have, for the first time since my wife was in studio, quote-unquote, I'm using parentheses, we have another in-studio guest, except when we tell you in a moment, it's actually technically his second time doing this with me. I would like to welcome to the Russ Rants Podcast my youngest brother, Lyndon Bird. What's up? Welcome to the Russ Rants Podcast again, though. Thank you. Because I want you guys to know this. We actually, Lyndon was going to actually be, oh, I, I don't know. I think you were going to be right around Pola, maybe before, maybe just afterwards. We got you in here. You sat mm-hmm. down, and yeah. there were some new changes happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And we had this great podcast. We had so many like really cool tidbits. You threw out some really cool thoughts about, uh, well, the questions I was throwing at you. We were actually talking about your YouTube past. It's like reminiscing. Yeah, we were reminiscing, and it was amazing. And guys, we will do it, and we might jump into it again here. But some things have changed in life. Life is always changing. So I brought Lyndon in here. He has graciously agreed to do this podcast with me. But I actually wanted to talk about something that Lyndon has gone through a lot. Hmm. Both in your childhood and now in your adulthood. I, I actually didn't know what to call it. Adulthood. <laughs> uh, you've gone through a lot. Adult. Of, you've changed directions. Yes. A lot. Yes. And creative avenues, though, at the same time as well. You've really, you've kind of changed your life a little bit. So I'm going to give everyone a brief synopsis. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to fill in the gaps. And I want to ask you a question. All right. Okay, so welcome. Thank you. Again, you're welcome. Um, I feel welcome. You became a YouTuber. Was it by accident? Where because you, you so everyone knows this. His YouTube channel from the past was called The Creative Bird. Mm-hmm. He created model guns out of cardboard pop, and foam board. Car, cardboard and foam board. Yeah. And how many at your peak? How many followers did you have or subscribers? Twenty three. Twenty three thousand. Twenty four thousand. Twenty four on yeah. YouTube. And how old were you? Uh. So I started when I was 12, and then I finished when I was 15. So, so it was like be- a three-year run. So between 12 and 15 years old, yeah, you just started making these gun tutorials yeah. for fun, and you hit a peak of around 23,000, 24,000. Yeah, subscribers. with like 5 million views. Which is a huge deal mm-hmm. because you now see all over social media today, everyone's trying to become like a social media creator, right? You use the word creator all the time. Oh, totally. Right? And so you, though, did it kind of organically where you're just like, this is something I like and mm-hmm. I want to create these gun tutorials yeah. now not monetized. Yep, they're, a, they're age restricted. It's a big no. <laughs> a little child. <laughs> a 12-year-old teaching you how to make going a through grenade puberty. out of a lime We bottle. can't allow this. This yes. is not okay. So, but, Lyndon, there was actually something on my mind when I, when, you know, you agreed to be on this podcast episode. Something kept highlighting in my brain and I think that that's what I want to touch on with you today. All right. Change. Yeah. <laughs> and not being married to the same idea. Yeah. So you can quickly we can segue into the YouTube days because, you know, how on earth did you decide because giving up 15 at 15 years old giving up 23,000. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give a brief synopsis? You don't have to do the whole journey, but like at that point you stopped doing yeah. YouTube yeah. and you were making a video how often? So at that point it became more like a job. I consistently put out a video every single Friday, and so that I would I would finish the the gun build on the Friday, and then I would 
pull a super late night and then I'd work all day Saturday editing a tutorial and then I'd upload it Saturday evening and it was just consistent every week. Um, and you're wondering when I stopped and why I stopped? Well, yeah, like, so you're, so you, you know, going, skipping through the years of 12 to 15, yeah. 12, 13, 14, you're hitting this momentum, you're having a lot of fun because mm-hmm. you touched on it before. And I'm sorry, guys, we're going to be saying that a lot. Like, you touched on it before, but it was a community. Yeah. It was people rallying around you, enjoying your content. You yeah. got a thrill from it was very interactive. Right. It was in, in, interactive. It was a lot of back and forth. And yeah. so you're you've you've hit that peak. Mm-hmm. And then what's going and through it, your that's the interesting part though. It wasn't even the peak. It was the bottom of a peak. It was like when the the, the curve on the on the uh graph starts to this spike up. Yep. I was on the upward slope, but I wasn't nowhere near the peak. I was essentially at the place of it was starting to blow up. And that's what's interesting is that I decided to stop there. Like, if I would have kept going, there's other guys that were around the same time. Around the same time, they were kind of hitting that peak as well or that, like, upward slope. And they kept going, and they were upwards of – now they're upwards of, like, 200000 and they're making a decent amount, and they can afford to just work, like, part-time on the side or whatever. But for me, it just got to a place where I think I was just going nuts with it. You know, like, teenage years is a little weird in and of itself, and that's an understatement where you're you're kind of – Battling a lot of insecurities as well as trying to understand who you are and your passions. And your passions are rapidly changing and what you're into and things like that. And for me, it just knowing – I think I learned a lot about my personality at the time too. But I'm I'm incredibly passion-driven. And so – So it doesn't need, matter about like the monetary success. I do not care about money. Or which even is subscribers? No. That was the crazy part is like I would have kept doing it if I had 100 subscribers. I honestly would have kept doing it even if I had a hundred subscribers. I like I remember doing it at getting my first sixteen and I was ecstatic and I would do it all for them. I just like loved it. And I got to this place where it became so much about the numbers and the views and the likes and it became so much more uh centered on that and on the importance of making sure they're happy and I'm satisfying that like hunger in them. That the guns I was making was anything they wanted. It wasn't what I wanted. Um, I got to a place where all the passion was sapped out and it was just a job. And at 15, I was like, you know what? I have the option to stop. This is making me miserable, which is ironic because everyone's dream is to have this. And I got to the place where I was like, okay, you know what? I think I'm just going to be done. And I'm going to maybe try and do things without. I noticed that as soon as I turned off the camera, I actually enjoyed building this stuff again. But the moment I turned the camera on, I got dry and I got tired. So that it was like a weird transition phase where I watched, like, I got to the place where I could finally hit and start getting big. And I had that option staring me right in the face. That door was wide open and I shut it, which was kind of crazy. Hence why I actually wanted to talk to you about change, though, because mm-hmm. that actually takes – because you said it right there. You're actually passion-driven. Yes. And – you chase things, though, out of desire. Mm-hmm. And so you also, though, I mean, in, in high school, forgive me, but on my end, at least, I was like, Lyndon doesn't, out of all of my bro- out of all of our brothers, mm-hmm. you were the least academically driven, at least at that point, because like oh, you yeah. said, you're passion driven. Yeah. So if there's not a point to it, mm-hmm. you, you're just going to float through it. So oh, when yeah. you finished YouTube yeah. and now you're graduating, you knew that you wanted to do something else, or at least you thought you you knew kind of where you wanted to go and what was that? Yeah. So all along the lines or all along the time that I was doing YouTube, I was also 
gearing towards uh i had no intention ever like i never once thought i'm gonna make a career out of youtube ever like it wasn't i i think the door was gonna close at some time eventually it was a plan already i don't think i ever just like i was never like set on that you know a lot of people nowadays are i'm gonna make my living off youtube for me it was like no i'm gonna make a conventional living and since i was nine i was gonna be a carpenter um so i went through the steps you know once i quit at 15 by 16, I was apprenticing as a carpenter, um, doing what they call the registered apprenticeship program right, in that's Alberta. Right, that's right. And yep. so I was doing Rap. that, uh, and because we were homeschooled and I was miserable homeschooled, I, I'm too social <laughs> and I was going crazy <laughs> being by myself. Um, it gave me an avenue to be able to work almost full time. And then I would procrastinate the stuff I didn't care about, which was school. And then it just like BS it and push it out the end and I would get good marks. Um, so like I was very intellect intellectually wise and smart and things I caught on things like really quickly I just didn't care and so I harnessed that into carpentry and construction more so and that was going good um, I was still doing apprenticeship I was doing finishing carpentry in my grade twelve year I graduated and then the option opportunity came to move and i was like you know what That's independence like, my first thing was like yeah i'm moving immediately i moved from calgary to lethbridge um the independence was still there but it wasn't as drastic of like a cutthroat change because i moved in with my aunts i know so yeah, i did right. that for a few months um framing which i actually loved because it was different and it was a new challenge but there it, there wasn't too much creative expression, but my bosses were insanely amazing. So like that was what, a lot of character was built. Yeah. And, and again, me passion driven. I'm also very relationally driven. So I was loyal to them. I'm a loyalist. So knowing that I could do a good job for them and that they were incredible people and they treated me really well. I just wanted to give my best for that. And then what ended up happening more so is that after that period, I had already intended on going to what they call youth of the mission. Uh, YWAM. I right. went for a right. uh, discipleship training school, which was five months. It was uh, three months of like like uh, lessons. They call it lecture phase, where you yeah, right. it's kind of like university structure in the sense of you're in a big class and they talk and, and all this stuff, and then you have assignments to do. And then um, the last two months, we went on they call outreach, where you take what you've learned and you kind of apply it. And we went to practically Mexico in, City and right. Costa Rica. So I kind of got, again, that change aspect. I needed to travel and I wanted to see the world more. And I had done that a little bit at 16. I went to Africa. And so for me, that like travel bug is, it's always there. Is it a timer for you? Because I, especially in our generation, it's not even directly relating to careers or occupations even, but they actually say that like, you know, like, like in the baby boomers, Mm -hmm. you'd have like uncle Johnny who was with the same company for 50 years. Right. And he has his retirement party, but now they're saying that our generation, which is, what are we, Gen... Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah, think, Gen yeah. Z. Yeah. Um, we'll have at least five to ten, maybe more than that, career changes in oh, our yeah, lives. totally. Is it a timer, though, for you? Because some people I know, I always ran into my, my friends who were, like, doing this job, mm-hmm. and they were sticking it out for years and years, and they're just like, oh, I hate my job, but, like, I've worked there so long mm-hmm. now, or it's a good pay, or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, what for you, is it a timer? Because change for a lot of people either scares them, or it's not even an option. It's like they rule it out in their their heads. Like, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, for you, was it, uh, okay, carpentry and framing and the trades, nah, you know, like. Yeah, I think think there's a balance. Um, You know, being emotionally driven is not always the best thing. There's flaws to it. And one of the flaws is if you're unhappy, it affects everything 
and you feel like you need to change stuff, sometimes you just need to change how you're looking at it. And that's something that I've grown a lot in over this past um, few years of this season is that like, you know, something can be miserable, but I can actually change my perspective and it's actually a better experience for me. Um, but yeah, as far as like, is there a time limit? I think consistently it's been about one year that I've given something and I'm just like so antsy by the end of it. And I'm like, so I need the to passion change. starts strong. Well, it doesn't even start strong. The curiosity to see if there's a passion starts strong. And I explore every possible nook and cranny of this thing until the place where if I realize there's no passion, then I'm like, okay, I, uh, this obviously isn't a fit for me. And I think what's hard is, you know, the previous generations, like let's say baby boomer, you know, like I worked for a guy named Norm. Norm's a phenomenal guy, but Norm did not care for carpentry at all, right? He had no intention, uh, not intention. He had no like enjoyment from it. He didn't care, but not didn't care negligence. He just didn't care as far as like an emotional. It wasn't passion. To it. No, he but was he doing like, it because yeah, and he'd his done it. his story to how he got it is his brother was doing it, and his brother's like, hey, I need a worker, so he got it, started doing it like early twenties, and he's been doing it for thirty five years. Because that was the thing that was given to him, and that's what he does. For I have a the living. same. I have coworkers that exact same where it's like, oh, I just got. I was actually a welder. Yeah. But now I'm doing this. You know. Yes, exactly. And for me, now I'm at a place where, you know, I did have those opportunities to just stick with something that I was given. If I stayed with my last company, there's very, very high chances I would have been elevated and been doing a lot of different things. But I didn't. I. I was, again. I really have to take it into perspective. I really have to weigh, like, okay, I'm not passionate about this. But then I also just have to be like, okay, but is that fair? Like, you know. You I can't think, always be passionate no, about something 100% of the time. Like, work is work is work. The reality of it is there's passions and there's work. You know, some people, there's like a saying, and I don't actually agree with it, is, you know, find do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And that is bull crap. Yeah. I because agree. the reality yeah. of it is, no matter what you're doing that you're it's passionate gonna be work. about, there's gonna be days gonna that be you're work. gonna put in the grime and you're just gonna have to roll up your sleeves and get going on it. And so you know, there's been a, a big change I think for me in the past few years of kind of developing that uh, maybe like analytical side of, of watching and observing how I'm liking something, but also that it's not all just about me liking something. But figuring out where it's a healthy fit, you like know? how to grow. Or do you mean like progress wise? So not only enjoyment and passion wise, but also like mm-hmm. sustainability. Yes, or that's a big thing. You know, like consistency hasn't been something that I've been insane at. You know, like I envy people who've been able to stick to a job for like five years plus and really grown in right. that. Because right. for me, like the longest I've ever been in a job is two years. Wow, and. I've worked quite a few jobs and for me, I'm like, you know what? I really want to stick to something, you know, like with my current career choice, it's, it's definitely gotten to that place where I'm like, okay, I want to stick to this. And even if there's a point where I'm like a little bit like, maybe I'm not feeling this. I'm like, I got to stick to this and I got to buckle down because I think there's a barrier there that sometimes I'm not fully getting through that once I break through it, it's going to be a lot easier for me to grow. Is that a culture though? Like, and I don't, I don't want to harp on this, but at the same time, like, might as well pause there. Like, has our culture though, especially Gen Z? Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I actually talk about it a lot on the restaurants podcast. I'll, I, I talk about time is valuable. You know, do what you love, try your best. You, you got one shot. You know, mm-hmm. it, time is a wasting and stuff like that. And, I, and 
But have we created that culture where if you're not immediately or at least somewhat long-wise satisfied, yeah. you move on? Because yeah. I feel like that's a part of where people are like, well, yeah, I tried it. I didn't really like it or it wasn't really working out for me oh, or, yeah. you know. And then a lot of times I'll run into my friend who actually got a killer job. He's like, yeah, I mm-hmm. just didn't really – no, didn't really true. fulfill me. I'm like, holy crap, no. man! If you stuck out there for like two or three more years, maybe. Yeah, you know. I think there. I think it's like a pendulum swing. We like we like overly saturate ourselves in self fulfillment, and it's like this. I need to be at my pinnacle. I need to be at my absolute peak of enjoyment in every single aspect. Satisfaction. Of this. I need all of the employer recognition. I need. Um, I need the responsibilities. I need the. Um, I need the reins of this or that. I need to feel in control, but also I don't want to have too much responsibility. I don't want it to be too much work. I don't want to be too tired for my social life after this. You know, there's like this big balance that I think we've kind of gotten overly saturated in. Whereas the previous generation would look at us like it's a different language. They're like, what? You just roll up your sleeves and you work. You get it done. And you just literally haul and you work as hard as you possibly can. You get it done. And, I think where we are coming into more of a healthy perspective, there's a balance. Like I said, I don't think either of the sides are fully finding that is that they sacrificed time and they sacrificed quality time. They missed out on a lot of things, whether that was the dad missing out on many things of his kids or relationship strain between husband and spouse or children and parent because they were so consumed in providing I think in our generation, we're like a sense of duty. Yes. But financially providing, I think this generation's realizing financially providing is one thing, but emotionally, physically being present, providing in those areas is starting to take pressure. Is, 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 is not even just, just as important. It's like way more important. And so what's cool. Do you agree with that though? I do. I think that I do think though, that we are overly consumed with the idea that we need to be completely fulfilled by our jobs. Because uh-huh. the reality is, there is a, in my opinion, and from what I've been growing in, is there's a clean distinction between my passions and what my jobs are. You know. Okay, say that again. There's so a, there's, there's a clean a... distinction between my passions and my jobs. In that, one of them, the reality of it is, if they were to say, "Hey, um, we're gonna stop paying you, but are you gonna stay?" Right, 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 right. I'm gonna be like, no. <laughs> I'm not because I need to provide and I need to like this. I mean, I'm getting married. Like these are these are some things that I like. I need money. Whereas if it was my passion and they said, "Hey, you're never gonna make money from this." Like I don't care. I don't care. I'm like this is this is my passion. That's the distinction. And so the thing is, I think sometimes people wish and desire so effort. Like they they work so hard to get to the place where their passion is their job. The problem is the moment it gets there, it translates wrong, and then their passion dissipates. It becomes something that they loathe. They don't want to necessarily like have that anymore because anything you turn into a job, the passion side of it lessens to an extent. You have to put work in to make it um, still enjoyable for you, but it's still going to have that element of job. And anything that you make a job and work for as a career, even actors, it's not like every single time they make a movie, I think sometimes oh, we think that. They're like, this is so fun. I get to pretend to be this guy. It's like, no, this is still a job. And they go home tired. And Do you think then, Lennon, that you need a balance of duty and passion? Like, do you think that you can't have one without the other? Or can you always be passionate? Or can you be, like, completely lose passion and be like, this is my job. This is just, you get it done. You don't I care about your emotions. You know? I think it's that whole thing of don't put all your eggs in one basket. Okay. 
So if you're passionate, you know, um, about certain things, find avenues where you can get that going. You know, like I think for me, and I learned this even in my last job, I could have kept going with them. I just decided well, to go pause with really this. quick. So, because just to give everyone an idea, yes. yeah. you 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 started YouTube just out of passion. Yes. Okay. That b- burnt out because it became a job. Just exactly what we talked. But I never about. wanted it, it to. It, right, and never, and it became a duty though yeah. to please your fans. Yeah. Twenty three thousand plus. Then you went overseas. Yeah. Okay. Then you came back. Yeah. You went to the trades again. Mm-hmm. I right. went back to framing. And you bounced around a bunch of different little like little employers, didn't mm-hmm. you? Like, and you're so like, I, so sucks. I went back to framing after I traveled, and I got laid off. And then I had this point of like, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? I right. have this option now because I had this really good apprenticeship opportunity, but now it's gone, and so now I have to find another one. Or I could maybe I'm really young still. I'm like 19 at the time. I'm like I could still explore another avenue. Because I don't know if I wanted to be a physical labor job for the rest of my life. And so then then I went hard and I upgraded all my high all school courses. It, right, that's right. Everybody, he, he went back to school. I did. And I did it in the stupidest way. I went back online, which was terrible. Um, but I did that. I worked my – I keep trying to make sure I'm not swearing. Behind I, worked, I worked my butt off. Bah-bah-hoo-dee. I worked my butt off as a dishwasher at a university that I was going to attend. That was kind of awkward That's seeing right. students that I was going to be student with. But Hey, friend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they all knew my older brother who is currently attending there, our brother Casey. And right. then I – He's never coming on the podcast. Oh, there, yeah, I'm just kidding. He's I'm just, just not interested. Screw you, Casey. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he's going to listen Casey. to this someday and be like, what the heck? I'm sorry. Uh, so then um, – Yes, yeah, so I was doing that, and then after I finished upgrading, and then I went to university, then I dropped out. And you hated it, though. Well, I well, loved it. You, you didn't hate so it So here's all. the thing. No, you didn't hate it. But yeah. here's the thing, and I made this distinction clean. That was a passion, but I never wanted to make it a job. School? People. 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 So the degree I was going into was behavioral sciences, which is understanding people, their motives, uh, patterns, um, right. sociology, the way they interact with others, societal norms, all this different stuff. Right. Super interesting. I was obsessed with that. I thought this is the coolest thing ever. So you're having fun. I'm having fun, but I'm like, this is like $40,000 fun. And you know what? <laughs> like, That's not in the end going to be very fun yes. when after I finish this fun and I have this piece of paper of fun that I'm going to have no job. Because it's a very slim job market for this specific fund. And then guess what? I'm not even going to want to work for this fund. And then I'm going to have to work off this $40,000 fund. All for the sake of having fun. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? This isn't it. So then I dropped out after the first semester. And then I went back to trades. Change, though. That's what I'm talking yes. about. So that's that's why we're talking about this, guys. Because mm-hmm. I, I said he's been through a lot. Because you, you are still young. But you yep. bounced a bit. I've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> but you also, like you said, you put on that analytical hat, though, where you're like, yep. "This isn't just because I want to. This isn't just because I'm I, I'm tired and I'm always restless." You were assessing. Yeah. Am I enjoying this? Is this? I was very intentionally analyzing, and then also at the same time, constantly questioning. I was being very harsh on myself too, though, in a good way, of saying like, "Okay, is this just because like my millennial tendency of I'm not happy, this is not making me happy, whatever is kicking in." And I would really like this last job. I spent a year, so I got this last job. I was a, um, I was an assistant supervisor for a f- prefab framing company slash. It was I a good w- job. And primarily, I was their service framer and their sole service framer, which meant that I went to the sites to fix things. 
uh, by myself in our work truck. A lot and of I was trust. The, and I was the only one that was going to go out to fix stuff. And so I'd get given an order and I'd go do it. So this job was elevating me. I was getting like higher position quite a, like pretty fast. It was a steep uh, incline of, of it, it growth. It really was. They threw a lot of stuff at yeah, you and you kept escalating but yourself. But I think what was interesting is like I just knew this is not something that I wanted to do at all for my long-term future. And so kind of in going through that, I was like assessing that from maybe month three in. And then the next nine months was me trying to make sure my motives were correct. And and, and what I mean by that is checking myself that like I wanted to quit by month three. But I stayed for another nine months because it's like my tendency. That quitter anymore. My tendency is to leave, so I was like, I want to make sure this isn't just a quick. I gotta go because I gotta get my change fixed. Yeah. I was like, I want to make sure there's actually reasons why I'm quitting. And then by the time I finally did that, I felt like I was able to healthily transition into what I'm doing now because of that. Which is so. So you did that, mm-hmm. and I love what you said because. And again, though, I, I kind of am playing still around with the whole. And this is tough for me right. because I am very passionate about being passionate. I'm a lot like you, whereas mm-hmm. totally. I, I, right now I'm doing my job. Um, yeah. My my career mm-hmm. has been escalating as well. Why? Because us bird boys, typically, I'm not a bragging. I'm just saying this is our personality is when we've been asked to do something, we yeah. have a lot of self-ownership, soul ownership. Totally. It's not just if I told you to clean a house. You wouldn't just do it because, you know, we're, you're crappy. Your pride's in that. Where yeah. if someone came and said, Linden Bird, clean that My house. My name's been put on it. That's right. And yeah. so regardless, we bird boys typically mm-hmm. do that. And so, um, but I'm the same way where I'm like, oh, I'm like, I was actually talking to Paul about this the other day. Yeah. Where I'm like, I feel guilty. Because I don't always feel passionate about my career. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it doesn't hold me back. I'm still doing a really good job. But I'm like, Pola, like. Sometimes I, I want to dream about other things mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. but I'm also trying to push myself in my yeah. career. But I feel like it's a battle. It's that it's that duty yeah. and sustainability, and yeah. then the stuff that I actually love to it's do. The eggs in different baskets. You can't always have it no. together. No. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And I really struggle with that sometimes. So then you made a call. You can have your cake and eat it too, but you might not to have two different cakes. Okay, you got to explain that really quick. So if you've got your cake for work and you've got your cake for passion, you can't always have your cake and eat it too if it's one thing. Sometimes you have to, like I said before, the other analogy of eggs in different baskets, you have to disperse your interests and your passion and your job responsibilities and your family responsibilities. You have to separate them because otherwise it's just sometimes not reasonable. You know, you need to you need to get – I think there's still a, a huge importance of, of being – Filled up on your passion and being filled up on that. And that gives you the strength to do your responsibilities. If you weren't pursuing, like for you, um, being able to connect and, and work creatively and create, that's something that you really have a passion for. If you didn't have this and you didn't, you weren't constantly seeking that out and actually journeying through that, that like uh, pathway and trying to figure out how that works, this job would be way worse. Good point. But, the, but because you're filling that avenue, you're eating this cake, which is allowing you to eat this cake. And so it's giving you that balance. You have to almost have two cakes you, in order to have it. To have your cake and eat it too, you almost have to have two whole cakes. Yes. Rather than be like squish them together and try to eat. Yeah. Because I was going to say, because what's the right way to word this? Hollywood has almost glamorized. You chase your dreams. You make sacrifices. You pour everything you got. 
we just watched uh, yeah. the other day um, Chasing Happiness, mm. the, the Jonas Brothers uh, documentary on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. It yeah. was actually very well done, yeah. very good. It, it talked about how, like, Nick Jonas, mm-hmm. if you're not a fan of the Jonas Brothers, everyone, I'm sorry, but, like, it, it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a fan of them. It's just a yeah. really cool story. Yeah. Um, Nick Jonas, they said, was clearly the leader. Mm-hmm. best voice, very ambitious, and he just wanted to perform. Then Joe saw Nick doing stuff. He's like, I want to do that too. And their dad was a pastor. Hmm. And he's like, oh man, like my sons, they they drove them every day, seven days a week. They drive them to shows. They did Broadway. They wow. did La Miserable. Yeah. Um, and then they were doing like concerts and stuff like that. And then Kevin, you know, introvert playing his guitar and stuff. And then they started to write songs. Mm-hmm. Anyways, long story short, their dad was so passionate about them chasing their passion, he poured 90 grand of his savings wow. into his kids. And they actually got dropped by two to three different labels wow. um, before uh, Disney picked them up Ken and started Brock to make... Yeah, that's right. And they actually just started before that, releasing some mm-hmm. songs that were mm-hmm. all over the place. Uh, I think it was... Um, was it year 3000, actually? I think it was. It mm-hmm. wasn't Mindy. It was year 3000. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got picked up. Anyways... What I'm saying is Hollywood has it glamorized, though, that you do whatever it takes, and if you don't get to do what you want to do as a passion for a living, you're you're not trying hard enough. No, that's, yeah, totally. And that's that's exactly right. They they put it to this place where, well, you haven't reached that yet, and if you haven't reached that yet, then you've settled and you're not working hard enough. When in reality, sometimes, you know, like most times, your passion doesn't have to be your career. And by pursuing... I think a lot of uh, is people, it healthier to have a balance? Yes, I think a lot of people get get miserable because they hit that they, goal. Well, they pick up so many hours at work that their life is literally a little bit of play, fully immersed in like ten, eleven hour days sleep, which is probably a really bad sleep schedule, and just work. And they get so consumed in that that's all they see. Because I feel like they're banking on their work fulfilling them. Yes, then that's that's what we've been taught in some ways, right? Even in the fact that pursue your passions, pursue your goals. Some of these people, you know, straight out of high school, they went into their business degree. They got their business degree. They went into their job, cutthroat industry, and just like went at it to just do as, you know, kick A and take names as hard as they possibly could, right? And they worked their butts off for it and then in the end they're like i'm sleep deprived i'm depressed i'm miserable i feel alone i feel like there's hardly any life i have anymore i'm just work right when in reality maybe that person's also obsessed with music they're also obsessed with whatever but if they had that balance you didn't get a breath of fresh air bro if they were still going let's say to king eddie's at night performing some music and then they were you know they would have life to do their work they would have life to do the weekend playing live music at koi or something and then they were going back to work in the daytime they would have way better perspective because they're like this is not my passion but it's fueling my passion because i can afford to do this and still do this and I'm able to provide for my family and I'm able to do this stuff, right? It, that balance is what's so important. And I think that's something I've learned over the years is... Eggs in the basket. Yeah, eggs different in the basket, basket, two different cakes, learning that it doesn't have to be the whole thing. Right now, uh, this last year, I quit my job and I went into barber school, which is quite a bit of a crazy. change Super from carpentry. Crazy. Yeah. And so I've been learning to cut hair. And it's been an incredibly steep learning curve. And it's been really fun in that way that it's creative expression. I picked something now that has elements of my passion, but is Are you my not banking on it fulfilling but you. 100%. No, is my sole passion cutting hair? It's not. I think it's fascinating. I think it's really cool. I think there's so many dimensions of it that 
that bring me joy. But the main reasons why I picked it were super practical, actually. And then in being intentional with the practical aspects, it's become enjoyable for me. And it's still something I'm going to grow in. But there's other avenues and things that I'm pursuing outside of it. And so I think for me, that's just been a understanding for me that it's not going to be my like, end all. You know, the be all and end all. It's not in the end. Because I think it's it's something too that I notice, especially with people, because I, I definitely follow a lot of my favorite athletes and my favorite mm-hmm. actors on Instagram. Yeah. And it's funny how you almost like, because I've always had this joke thrown out where it's like, man, are they bored? Because like they're doing this charity or they're doing this fundraiser, or they've started this organization, or they're putting all of their like effort behind this thing. Like Jason mm-hmm. Momoa, yeah, uh, Aquaman, uh, Pola, and I love him. He's so funny. He's a good dad. He's married. Just a really cool dude. Okay, um, he is a hundred percent right now behind this this campaign to get rid of plastic. Like he mm-hmm. he wants aluminum bottles for everything because it's recyclable, whereas plastic really is not. Um, and so yet he's this actor. He's hit this. He's not financially hurting. Mm-hmm. He's got his kids in a great situation, and yet he's gone a lot. At the same time, I'm sure he has balance, but he's still gone almost more often. He's talking about this campaign yeah. than his latest movie. Yeah. And I've always thought, like, man, like Leonardo, like let the Greenpeace stuff go, man. Like, don't you have like other things to do? And I kind of feel like even they weren't counting on acting being just their passion. I mm-hmm. wonder if a lot of actors get depressed, or let's just say celebrities yeah, in general because totally. they, they, they strive for something dream and love like Robin Williams mm-hmm. rest in peace mm-hmm. you know and he, he loved making people laugh that was his dream then he hits this precipice and it's lonely at the top because yeah. maybe he hit I don't know you I don't lose know, Robin. your true self in it did you hit the wall and you're like this is it well I think you break through the wall and you stand there and think this wall was insurpassable until it wasn't and now I'm here no one said I could be here now I'm here like you watch a lot of people who push so hard to get success, find success, and then they're devastated because nothing to chase anymore. There's no the goal's gone. They've check marked it off the list, and now they're there. They've succeeded, and they're realizing how empty it is. You know, and I think it's because they've put all their eggs in one basket. You know, they've sold out. They've they've and taken, they got what they wanted, and they got exactly what they wanted. They just realized now it's not what they wanted. It's not what they wanted. And the reality is we're never going to have this one thing that will fill all of it. And we all want that. And that's what we look for. But the reality of it is you have to spread yourself out because putting yourself into a position where it's one thing is you're going to burn out and you're going to be miserable. Well, I think – and again though, I think that it's kind of that romancing where I – I don't know if it's unfulfilling or, but I know for me, it's always terrified me not doing what I I love for a living. Totally. But as I've grown in that, right, especially with kids and Mm -hmm. and bills to pay, I'm like, there's different priorities on the table now. Suddenly, I don't really care about always loving what I do. And it's more like, am I getting a promotion? Am I going to get a better sustainable income? Am I growing in the company? But the problem is with Mm -hmm. me, and maybe you're the same as me, is I'm very all or nothing. Yeah. And so... Polas often had to pull me aside because I'll get melancholy. I'll yep. get a little depressed yep. where I'm like, I, I've worked my butt off and I'm doing really well in this company, but why am I so angry? I'm yep. not doing more yep. on this other thing. And then Pola notices though, that's why she's pushing me in these other areas. Totally. Doing, she's like, you're happier mm-hmm. when you're spread out. Totally. Which is exactly the eggs in the basket yeah. thing because she's like, when you do the podcast and thank mm-hmm. you again to everyone that, that listens to it, I love it. Um, but this is my full-time job. 
No. And I've, I've wondered, I did say it. I mean, yeah, it would be a great problem to have where it's like, this has become a full-time job. I'm, I'm, I'm getting But the moment you do, you got to find a new passion. Exactly. I think that's exactly it, Lyndon. I think you hit passion. I don't think always stays in the item. I think it stays no. in a desire. Yes. I, I think that it's kind of like in the whole thing where it's like podcasting is not my passion. People is my passion. Yes. Communication. But once that hits the precipice where I'm like, no, nah, man, like this is pretty much self-sustaining. Yeah. Like it's, it's amazing. It's doing And really again, good. I think it's always in growing. So when you get to this point where this is self-sustaining, it's growing, it's developing, and you can live off this, you're at a place where you found a system that works and you, it, there's growing, but it's way slower pace. Whereas I think there's some, there's a part of us we that always that, needs to be growing. That escalation. You know, in the yeah. moment we're not growing, we're backtracking. And, then, you know, we get miserable. And you like to see that progress. Yeah. Whether it's like, again, back to the podcasting thing, if let's say I hit an audience and it's really going well. Yeah. Who knows? I might be like, okay, this is really good. I've got to keep this going now because it's a job mm-hmm. or it's become a sustainable yeah. thing that i got to upkeep. But now it's like, well, I, I kind of want to like do music, right? Like I kind of do oh, yeah. something else. You look at any big famous person, whatever, you know, a lot of them, they're musicians, they, they have their own bands, or, you know, as they're acting, they're also writing. Artists, or clothing lines, humanitarian, humanitarian. It's You're constantly diversifying because the moment you don't, you pigeonhole yourself and you burn out. And that's where you find a lot of people who, like... I mean, it, it's dark, but there's a lot of people who have, like, overdosed. They've killed themselves. Heath Ledger, maybe. Yeah, you know? in, in these places because they've gotten to this this point. Now, obviously, there's people would argue, you know, there's certain actors, well, it just they just couldn't hold on, and that wasn't relevant to what I'm saying. I get and it. And that's true. It's not all That's true. It's not, it's yeah, not yeah. a one-size-fits-all. One but for some of them, it's, you know, this place where they got consumed with one thing. I know a lot of musicians burn out because – their whole life is touring. Their whole life. Like I watched the documentary of Avicii, you know, and, right, and right. he just literally his whole life was consumed with touring, and he lost himself in it. He lost every bit of himself in it, and he became a shell of what he once was. And the guy ended up killing himself, which is so hard because I mean, the whole point of it starting was for the music. Oh, he was for obsessed the with passion. It. He thought it was so fun. He would spend. All nighters after all nighter after all nighter perfecting a song, he put it up for his friends, and they're like, "This is incredible!" And he was obsessed. He was like beaming. He loved it. Then he blew up. He got super big, and then it became his job. But guess what? The only thing he ever did was create more music because he felt that responsibility, like we share that responsibility of, "I have to do this because my name is on it." But also, he didn't branch out to still allow himself to find himself in other areas. And it's funny because <clears throat> I'm really into YouTube, obviously. I like watching and observing some creators. I'll pay attention to people that are all about video production, and you know they, they give tips to young people. Mm-hmm. And then you got the, <clears throat> the comedians and the performers and the entertainers. A lot of people, um, Markiplier actually, uh, if you don't know him, his name is Mark Fishbach, um, a really big YouTuber. Um, he's just a really good guy. He started as a Let's Player, so he kind of followed in the wake of PewDiePie, um, got really big, and... He, at one point, I can't remember how many it was, but there's another um, Let's Player on YouTube called Jack Jacksepticeye. Mm-hmm. His name is Sean, actually, but his name is Jack. And a uh, really good guy. They're all good friends. But he was, like, always two to four million subscribers ahead of this other guy, Jack. Okay? Always. Mm-hmm. Markiplier was always yeah. ahead. Okay? Totally. Then he stopped doing Let's Plays, which is, for those that don't know, Let's Plays is just movies on YouTube where you play a game and people watch you play it. And mm-hmm. they're in it for the story, but they're also in it to watch their favorite player play yep. the story. Yep. Okay? And 
he stopped and he started doing more creative projects. He did a lot more acting, directing. He mm-hmm. has these mini series now on his. He just finished releasing a, a really cool. I would encourage anyone to watch. It. I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's a single name. It's a name of a, a dude, um, and it's a it's an anim- it's like an animation on his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Very cool. It's nothing to do with games at yeah, all. It's yeah. a narration. Him and another actress are doing a story. Very well done. Totally not what got him there. Mm-hmm. He's actually been, if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong now, but last one I checked, he's actually been passed by this other guy named Jack, except a guy. He mm-hmm. was passed, and people were really berating Mark for doing that. And yeah. I actually was confused, too. I'm like, dude, like you, you had your audience. You found you your niche. You dropped it. You, you're like, yeah, man. And But I feel like he hit the wall, he, and he's talked about it. He's just like, I just feel like creatively there's more. Yeah. And I, again, you know, not to harp on it. I think we've touched on it, but he's chosen. I have an established audience. They're not going anywhere, but life's too short and yep. I got to try. Oh yeah, know? totally. So now you're doing barber. Yep. Barber ring. Yep. Cutting hair and mm-hmm. you're getting married. Yep. And balance is going to be, <laughs> I think something that continues to, to push you. So oh, yeah. it's are, you, ongoing are you feeling good about your, your sustainability? Are you kind of setting yourself up to brace yourself? Like where's mm-hmm. the mental capacity where you're like, all right, like, Okay, let me ask you this real question then. Mm-hmm. Barbering, yes. then. You're putting a lot of work and money into it right now. Yes. Is it a timeline commitment for you, or is it until I feel like it's not what I want to do, or is it this will pay my bills, don't lose sight of... I think it's... You know what I mean? Few, yeah, totally. I think it's a few different things. I think I have told myself at least five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's See, like I the first it, thing I, I said, it. though. Yeah, I said, yeah, I, said I, I have to be here doing this for at least five years. Um, and you know, I am getting married. And so that extra weight of responsibility in a very good, healthy way. It's not way, just you anymore. No, it comes into play where, you know, I want to provide, I want to support for my, for my wife and I want to support for my future children. That's right. And, and I want to be at a position in a few years where I can provide in a very healthy and maybe over and above, uh, way for my family. And so there's that, which is a responsibility thing. And I take that very, um, like strongly yeah and then so there's those aspects but then there's also the aspects of okay understanding you know i've got a very good head on my shoulders in the sense of understanding now that this is not going to be my be all end all and really importantly pursuing other things as well now right now everything's new and fresh so i'm working hard this is mostly my focus you know, because I'm putting well, means the to energy right to now. really yeah. grow. And yeah. so my spare time is spent cutting hair at home. Or if it's not that, it's it's with Gabrielle. So it's like there's a very – it's not as spread out right now. It is actually pretty centered right. on this new growth of becoming a barber. But I know that, you know, the moment I start hitting that, that stride – I've got to start maybe doing more music or I got to start doing maybe more. Maybe don't panic with the career. Yes. Push into the passion. Exactly. And that's going to help my career because I'm going to be more alive. And so that's that's probably my big thing here is is there's not there is a bit of a time limit, but there's also the sense of knowing that this is not going to be my fulfillment. You know, I think in the past I've sought that out in a career and I'm learning now like that's just not People could fight me on this, but that's just not reasonable. Um, but to just be very honest with yourself as well, like, you know, there's going to be, there's always going to be pros and cons. The moment we stop looking for uh, jobs, uh, the moment we start looking for jobs with the idea that there's going to be zero cons in the thing we find, that is the perfect fit. There's no such thing as a perfect fit where there's zero cons. We're human. Everyone around us is human. The only way 
that something would be perfect is if there was no humans involved. And so then you wouldn't be able to participate in this. <laughs> you wouldn't even be allowed to participate in the perfect job. And so uh, the um, – yeah, so just in that sense, it's kind of for me this understanding of, okay, this is something I'm pursuing and I know that my intentions are healthy and that I'm putting my effort in. I'm really going to strive for excellence in this, but it's not going to fulfill me in every possible way. I think that's probably the most important thing to take away from it because I think a lot of people put stakes in. And again, even it, it could be with the whole career path emphasis because as we close, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, well, I've, I've studied to become a teacher. And yet I know someone. She's an amazing person. She's an amazing human being. I love her to death. She yeah. became a teacher. Yeah. She didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Now she might go back to it. She's she's left the door open, but she's she just said, you know, I I did it for a bit and it didn't do what I kind of wanted it to do and I think that's very brave of her to be yeah. like I did education. I finished it. And mm-hmm. I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm not I think that what she's doing right now is she's just continuing to observe what she wants to do, which I think is amazing. But I think it is it is still a balance where it's like Okay, I want to be like for Addison, our oldest brother. Yeah, he knew right away in high school. He's like, I want to help people and I want to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. But he's also a musician. Yeah, and I don't think he's he yeah he's gotten frustrated occasionally, but he's never been like, oh man, being a nurse is not fulfilling my life's purpose. I don't think he's ever said that. I don't think he's ever put his no. egg in that basket. He's not supposed to, and he knows that. Yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna play piano. I'm gonna you know play my video games. I'm gonna go in my social circles. Mm-hmm. I, but I think that a lot of people put that emphasis. So I just want to encourage some people out there, especially. If you feel like you've banked on a few years of education, I don't think it's too late. Even if it is money-wise, again, I think it's that balance. Pour excellence into, again, the two cakes analogy. Mm -hmm. Pour excellence into your duty. Yeah. So if you are going to choose a career and you're like, oh, I've done two years of education to become a teacher. I'm not really feeling it anymore. Well, that's actually – you don't just push through that because that you might hate your job just because it's a bad job mm-hmm. or you're not mm-hmm. made for it. Totally. But don't be afraid to chase that with excellence like you're doing the barber thing. Give it your all. Like that's that's a big thing. Even right? if it's not your passion. Even if it's not. Still pay attention to liking or it. Or even if you're not sure, at- even if you're struggling with is this a fit for me, the only response to that if someone's trying to figure that out is to give it your all. Work your butt off. Work as absolute hard you as you can. You lose nothing by trying. No. You gain so much more. And in the end, if you find out even after you've given your all, it's not a fit, you're like, okay, all right, I at least know. But if you gave like a very half-hearted attempt and in the end you're like, I'm not sure, you'll never fully know if it was or not give because her. you didn't. Give her. Just give her. Yeah, when in doubt, just work as hard as you can in it. And then in the end, be very honest with yourself too though. Don't just keep going. You're going to burn out. And then assess. So it's this, it's self-awareness, self-reflection, and then giving it your all. Don't change directions due to lack of trying Mm -hmm. change directions because you know you've tried your hardest Mm -hmm. and you're willing to change direction yes i think that's the power of it Mm -hmm. because again a lot of people i feel like there's a lot of people that have like this self guilt where it's like well i studied for this Mm -hmm. i paid for this i have to know i should like this yeah or i should love this where it's like no man life is too short i'm not saying you have to love your job and that be your passion Mm -hmm. but again i think Lyndon, you hit it right on the head yeah it's two cakes totally your duty yeah. And your your passion. Mm-hmm. Feed both properly. Yes. Make a good cake of duty. Like yeah. if you don't want to be a, a framer, mm-hmm. but you still want to be tactile and, and creative, barber. But is that going to fulfill you 100%? No. No, I'm also going to do these other things on the side. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect. Totally. So I want to give a shout out. Uh, your Instagram handle for your, well, I would say your upcoming business, but your your pursuit is Lyndon the Barber. Totally. L Y. 
and D O N the barber. Yep. Okay. Um, no spaces. Is there any? Is there anything else as well? Just uh, follow him on Linden the Barber. He's got some sweet cuts. Heck, you'll see my mug on there for sure. Uh, <laughs> yep. And if you're in the Calgary area, hit him up for a cut. You know, ten dollars right now. <laughs> just the deal. There you go. It'll soon be a hundred. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but no, Linden. I just want to say thank you. Seriously, yeah, thank dude. You. Su- super, super awesome. Uh, I think I think this was the right choice. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys know, again, what we did last time before everything went to crap and it raced the whole thing mm-hmm. is we really harped on Linden's journey through. YouTube, but even when we finished that interview, even though you touched on some really good stuff, you you really reminisced, and I thought it was a really good piece. Maybe if there's enough of a demand for it, okay, we'll get you back in, okay? Mm-hmm. And we'll go in with that, but it even when you were about, because you hadn't started classes yet, no, it just didn't feel finished. Like, yeah. it, it felt really good. It was like, yeah, we could talk about this, and it's really interesting, but I think the overall picture, you know, I, I think it's a replaying story, whether yeah. it's YouTube or a career People want to not just know about the YouTube stuff. They want to know about, like, well, why'd you give it up? Well, here's the overall. Mm-hmm. Totally. So thank you, dude, so much for being yeah, on, on the podcast. And we actually did it, guys. This is going to work. So if you're <laughs> listening to this episode, we overcame a huge— You're a product of our success. Yeah, you, you're welcome is what we're trying to say. So, again, everyone, thank you so, so much for listening to this Russ Rants episode. Um, really, really appreciate it. And I realize I'm not asking for this enough. Um, and I, it's difficult for me too, but I'd really like to see, uh, your encouragement and support. I'm a needy guy. So if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can find me on Twitter at Russ Rants, uh, number one, or you can find me on Instagram at Russ Rants. Also, you can email me at russrantsreal at gmail.com. Or if you have any show ideas, or if you just want to say great job, or if you want to hit that subscribe button on whatever major podcast platform you choose to listen to me at, I'd appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to be selfish here, and I want to know that you guys are out there. So thank you so, so much. Lyndon, mm-hmm. absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you. And you guys all have a great day. We'll catch you next week on the next episode. See ya. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Russ Rants. It has been a pleasure. You can find us on any major podcast platform. Please feel free to subscribe to support. And you can find me on Twitter at Russ Rants number one, Instagram, which is Russ Rants, and email, which is RussRantsReal at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing you guys next time. Take care.